well, you know, I skipped out on heroin today so I could get one of these. <laughs> I mean, really, isn't isn't matcha and vanilla the same thing as heroin? I mean, it's... Well, that's how they make heroin. Makes sense. You just cook it down. It's like a concentrate matcha and vanilla. I mean, I'm sure it was the matcha that, that pushed Kurt, uh, Kurt to the edge. That, the shotgun, and uh, Courtney loves assassin. Yeah. <laughs> recording. Oh, oh, we are we are recording. How's it sound? No problem. I have to go to listen. We, I like how I just tricked Siri into being our producer. I know. I'm not hearing anything with headphones. You're not hearing anything with headphones? All right. Well, let's see what we got. My friend always had this theory that it's like, like two friends are good. You get three friends together, and two of them will always gang up on one. <laughs> We're not doing that here. We're, he needs this. He needs this structure. <laughs> yeah, but the sad thing is, right, it's like when you know that you're... Definitely, like the least smart person in the conversation. You wait until it it circles back to how dumb you are. <laughs> so I'm glad that I've got two of the smartest people I know with me to make me realize how dumb I really am. That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Your name's first on the marquee too. It's <laughs> Bill is stupid with Dog Jake Kong. and Jake. <laughs> but they say if you're the smartest. One in the room, you're in the wrong room. So, look at that. Yeah. See, way way to make me feel. See, there's there's smart people who make you feel better, and there's smart people that shit on you. Thank you so much, Jacob. Siri. Not only does he do the research, producing now, also motivational speaker. Hey, makes you feel better so, about yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be going with the day now. Fucking beautiful human being. I was gonna jump off of a cliff with my pregnant wife. <laughs> Just, or or have or have convince her to try and go first so that it, I can change my mind. I if I change my mind, it's you know I don't want it to be too late. You always always go second. Yeah. Because yeah, because if you're jumping off the cliff and you get that one second to look up and be like, fuck, they didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that looks like it hurts. <laughs> oh, she she didn't die immediately. <laughs> oh, she's uh, she's bleeding now. It's just. Uh, She's screaming. <laughs> Do I call someone or leave her? I mean, she she wanted to jump, so like clearly I don't call. I just let her. That just a, Do I carry it? her back up and try again. <laughs> Sorry, man, I just can't do it. It looks like it hurts way too much. We did not think this through. You did not think this through. I had time to time to put this one together. At least wait till we had examples and maybe a case study. Yeah. Wait a couple of years. Eventually someone's going to put the information out. Yeah. We're going to crunch some numbers. Siri, how far do we have to drop? <laughs> and what, what? How long do we hit terminal velocity? And what does that actually mean, Siri? Oh, man. So we are recording this on Sunday. What is today's day? Sunday. Sunday the 14th or the 15th? Sunday the 14th? I just got the time. Whatever. It's time. We had a late night, too. Sunday the 14th. We did have a, a fairly late night for old people. Yeah, I was going to say, when, you, when you're leaving like a place and it's like 1030, it's like, oh, well, my next day's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be sleeping until noon at least. <laughs> Used to get used to get out of the bar at like five o'clock in the morning and go to work at like seven thirty in the morning. Used to shut that bitch down. Like yeah. okay, clubs in in Germany would close at five or six o'clock in the morning, and 
And if you knew get the a, after hours place. Yeah, if you knew an after hours place, that's like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then you go to bed and then that's that, right? Or you just keep going, because yeah. fuck it, you're gonna die anyway. Um, you only yellow once. <laughs> Unless you're Hindi, in which case you YOLO infinity. Yeah, it's one of the two. Yeah, it's really the only way it goes. Um, it turns out it's actually 27. 27 times is the cap. <laughs> you have 27 times to figure it out. Hey, think of it this way, like cats only get nine. Like, yeah. You get 27. And what if that is the number, like, before fate, like, decides you've had too many shots? What if that's, like, 27 times uh, in, in your, your, your heart beating time? Like, you get 27 times where, like, death is alleviated somehow. Ooh, you, you, you were able to steer. Jesus took the wheel. Um, <laughs> you know, but then cats, they only get the nine of them. Yeah. But, you know, nine cat lives. Just do the math on that. I don't know how those things age. age. Like, dogs are, like, seven... I mean, I guess it changes on the breed, but, like, um... You know, like, dogs is average, what, like, seven, uh... Yeah, seven years, seven years to years. one, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. I don't know how they got that number. It sounds like a bullshit number. It sounds like somebody who said something and other folks were like, you know, that, that sounds legit. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. It seems like a lot of years to be pissing on the carpet. Yeah. Like, like if you're seven and still away. pissing on the yeah. carpet, you're, you, you suck as a parent. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> You're, if your seven-year-old is shitting on the floor, then you've done a lot of things wrong. I say this because I've had seven-year-olds, and they didn't shit on the floor. Like, I'm, I'm an old man, and I've, like, shit my pants a time or two, but never, like, hop to squat, shit on the floor, rub my asshole on it a little bit, try and get it all off. Been um, angry at someone, so you pee on their pillows? You don't? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, single life. Yeah. Um, so, Siri, what'd you come up with regarding the ages of cats <laughs> and humans? Let's see. First, allow 15 human years for the first year of cat's life. Add nine years for the second year. Oh, this is going to be a fucking bell curve. And then add four human years for each year of your cat's life after that. <laughs> so Oreo can use the toilet. Yeah. Oreo's my cat who pees in the oh, toilet. Really? Love nice. it. Fucking cool. It's very yeah. cool. Um, so how old... I mean, I wonder how old she was. When, we didn't get her as a kitten. You know, like, she, she, she's had some babies, I think. Yeah. Um, she's some cat's baby's mother. Um, but yeah, she pees in the toilet. I want to know how old she was when she figured that one out. I think a part of that, though, is like her, you know, seeing me in the morning, those early mornings, taking a big old dump. She's like, oh, I can do that. Doesn't seem too hard. <laughs> yeah, but does she flush? No, but it's cool that she pees in the toilet. Yeah. They, oh. You know, they, they made a device for that, to, like, train your cat to pee in the toilet. Is it, you know, like a cattle prod or what? How's that work? <laughs> it, was, it, it was a series of, like, uh, of like rings that you, I think you would put cat litter in that you would put over the toilet. And then you would slowly, so the cat would get used to using it, and you would slowly, like, remove a, a ring every so many weeks or months or however long where it got down to where the cat was basically just on the edge of the toilet. Um, now, my cat learned how to drink out of the toilet. I've got a dog that does that, but, she, but she also eats uh, the cat litter. So, yeah. Which, by the way, just has me thinking that cat litter's got to be fucking delicious. Like, <laughs> like, she loves this. She's like, Ugh. It's not because she's hungry. We feed our dogs, but she's just, Ugh. And she'll come up to love on you. She's a very sweet, loving dog. This is, uh, this is uh, the dog named Duck, which, by the way, we've got a duck named Dog now. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, Come full circle. Yeah. It keeps the kids from getting confused. Yeah. We're, go go play with the dog. Which dog? Duck. 
Go play with a duck. Which duck? Dog. But don't get the dogs near the ducks. They'll kill the ducks. Yeah. Not vice versa. Although, like... Wait till they're a little bigger. Oh, shit. I'd love... You know, like, I don't want to say, like, killing puppies is cool or anything, but, like, <laughs> I would like to see some ducks attack a puppy. Like, not like, like a duck hurt it. puppy. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it would be... <laughs> a Dana White promotion. <laughs> it would be like those History Channel specials where, like, who would win? Spetsnaz or, or um, you know, Genghis Khan? <laughs> and so they, they run the numbers and... So what is it, the grizzly bear gorilla conversation? Oh, shit, man. Yeah, I want to see a gorilla versus a grizzly bear. It's the great. It's probably the greatest debate of all time. You know, like yeah. It could be solved, though. That's the frustrating part. <laughs> All you need is a zoo. zoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a roadside zoo. <laughs> it sounds like something you could go to in, like, Missouri or Oklahoma. There's got, yeah, that's, there's, you know it's happening somewhere. I want to know like why they didn't. a small town in Mexico or who knows. Why didn't Joe Exotic do that? Like, Joe Exotic, he was doing all right. He was making some money. Or, or the dude with, uh, the, the dude in South Carolina, I think, with, who has his own cult. Like, that's the weird thing. Is like, they've, got, they've all got, like, these cults. I am. Right? Uh, Joe Exotic had, you know, like, his whole cult of people around him that he underpaid and, and doped up. And then you've got the dude, I think, in South Carolina who's got, like, all the pretty women. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was also in the Britney Spears um, MTV performance. He was one of the Tiger Trainers. So that guy had a chance to make yeah. real TV history and fucked it off. Like a tiger attack at a Britney Spears. Like a tiger getting loose at the MTV Awards. How fucking cool would that have been? If only like, you could be there with a laser pointer. <laughs> <laughs> if you knew that was going to happen, why wouldn't you bring the laser pointer? Like, <laughs> If you're going to the MTV Awards now, you should bring a laser pointer. Yeah, mm. You should absolutely be way cooler that way. <laughs> Yeah, I you know I wonder what the ratio of tigers to like women are. Like, if I had one tiger, would I have like seven, eight, nine, ten wives, or do you have to have like multiple tigers? I, I don't know. I think you gotta have multiple tigers. Otherwise, you're just a drug dealer, right? Yeah. Like, if you got um, one tiger, then you're you're just like a like a dude who just has like one duck. Like, it's just a sad, lonely duck. You get a couple of ducks, man. Those ducks are hanging out. They're being friends with each other. They're you know like they're doing duck stuff. Um, you have one sad, lonely tiger. You just have one sad, lonely tiger. He's just, you know, going to be all depressed and shit. That's why I think that uh, the tiger from The Hangover was so willing to go with Alan and his buddies. Because they were like, yo, fucking, come on, tiger, do tiger stuff with us yeah. in the hotel. Um, and that's and that's the, the case. I'm sure they're, they're more social animals. So, like, if you have multiple tigers, it would be a shame if you didn't have multiple ladies with you. Yeah. Um, but it also goes to show you that, like, in certain environments, just being with a pretty woman isn't enough to get you a threesome. Like, you got to have something to make you extra special. Yeah. And if that extra special is, I got some Tiger Cups in the hotel room, <laughs> then that's what your thing is, man. Yeah. But at least you got the Tiger Cups. Those are cool. Yeah. Probably safer than cocaine. Yeah. Well, Maybe. would you trust that dude with cocaine? <laughs> like... Hi, I'm Jeff Lowe. Here's your choices. You can play with the Tigers or you can do some cocaine with me. One of them sounds like he's definitely, definitely giving me drugs to fuck me. Uh, the other one sounds like he's just a dude who's who likes kittens. Yeah. <laughs> what I think is funny is... Who I might fuck later. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, you, you, you know it's, it's going hand in hand. 
The guy with the the guy with the tigers definitely also has cocaine. So so head that direction because if you're into that, it's going to come up anyway. Yeah, the dude with cocaine may not have tigers, but yeah. the dude with tigers definitely has cocaine. Yeah, yeah. It's math. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that Mike Tyson did a lot of drugs. Did a lot yeah. of drugs. A lot of cocaine. Uh, I guess he did acid for the first time when he was like twelve. Like, yeah. I, like he's he's lived a life. Tyson has definitely lived a life, and he's had tigers. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure you know, like any time that you look into the history of men who have tigers, there's also like cocaine there. Yeah, because who? Dave the accountant, right? <laughs> Dave the accountant's not crunching numbers one day and saying to his wife, "You know, honey, I think we can do it. I think we can get ourselves a tiger." <laughs> I've crunched the numbers. We can make this happen. It's going to tell us X amount of dollars to feed him over this amount of time. Because it's not like a rational, I crunched and the then, numbers. You know, the tiger move. years is 15 for the first year and four years. <laughs> and we know how much food they're going to eat. Yeah. Um, no, it's, but a cocaine dealer who's like, I might not be here in two years. I might as well get a fucking tiger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you get yourself a tiger, bud. Yeah. Get yourself a tiger. Why not? I'd be actually, you know, if you're a cocaine dealer and you're you don't have a tiger or at least have aspirations to getting a tiger, I don't know that I would ever want to buy cocaine from. I'm you. sure you're stomping all over it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure, it's cut with all kinds of. The guy, the tiger guy, is going to have the best cocaine. Absolutely, because yeah. he's he needs you to come back. Yeah, he is dependent on that quality customer service that you've come to know and expect. Because his tiger is dependent on him. Yeah, if you got a, if, he's a good pet owner. Yes. Yep. Yep. And he's not fucking around selling like pot or some acid. He's got. He's like, no, I got the good shit. You come see me, and then you go away, and then I don't have to do it again for a couple of days. Um, I don't have to sell anything for a little while. I just sold you a bunch of cocaine because that's what I do. Because I got a tiger to feed. Having a tiger to feed is got to be like the the cocaine dealer equivalent of like um, like a regular guy with kids to feed. Yeah. I've got kids to, I've got a tiger to feed. There aren't a lot of guys with like uh, with kids that are like I got to work hard, man. I got a got a tiger to support. <laughs> but but like the drug dealer, we'll call him Dave too. <laughs> Everyone Dave with a good job is Dave. Dave's the accountant, Dave's the drug dealer. Uh, Dave's a good guy. He's responsible. But Dave the cocaine dealer, yeah, he's got a tiger to feed and if he doesn't get good food for that tiger, he's good tiger food. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we go. And that's where we're at. You got Dave the Tiger fucking shit up. Um, or Dave the Accountant crunching the shit out of them numbers. Yeah. I, I, I'm happy that the accountant, that he takes this proposal to his wife. Well... Yeah, because it's, I, I love it that, you know... He's got to have a, you know, the, the key to a healthy marriage is communication, yeah. apparently. Um, <laughs> and my wife and I have to talk about that. But with, with having a wife and being an accountant, you just sit, like, I don't imagine there are a whole bunch of, like, wild and crazy. I'm sure there's, like, some crazy accountant who's, like, 
gonna listen to this in five years. Like, that's not me. I'm <laughs> fucking skydiving. I'm banging hookers while I'm skydiving. That's, that's what I do. Skydiving with the tiger on my back. I've crunched the numbers, bitch. <laughs> and that's and then he's gonna get that on a t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> what a guy having sex with a hooker with a tiger strapped to his back. He just with like a little accountant tie and maybe a calculator and says I've crunched the numbers, bitch. Oh yeah, maybe he's got a tattoo of a pocket protector. <laughs> Crunching numbers! <laughs> oh, if anyone out there listening is so inclined to get a tattoo of a pocket protector with pins in it. I've got a smiling Unabomber t-shirt for you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. You, you get, you're getting one of the OGs, which by the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be reprinting some of those soon. Yeah. One of the things I'm looking at is the smiling Unabomber dad caps. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things. Like you see someone with a smiling Unabomber on their T-shirt or on their hat. It's like, is that the Unib- is that the Unabomber? <laughs> the question I got the most when I got the T-shirts was like, why did you put yourself on a T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had I had some friends over at the house, uh, and I was really excited uh, to show one of my friends. Um, actually, it was uh, uh, Nikki Russell who's been on the podcast before. Yeah. I showed her one of the T-shirts uh, when I first got them done. She's like, why did you get yourself on a T-shirt? <laughs> That's what I. That's why I learned. Either my friends pay attention to completely different stuff than I do, and they find way different things entertaining, um, or or I'm looking a lot like Uncle Ted nowadays. <laughs> One of the two. I did convince my kid that like he was his uncle. It's your Uncle Ted. Oh Smiling Uncle Ted. <laughs> I mean, like, what's it? First off, like, what's the Unabomber gonna do? Like, he's gonna get a cease and desist letter against me, like. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to hear this podcast and be like, I'm really not a fan? <laughs> well, you know, I, I imagine he's probably really big into podcasts. Oh, I'm, I, I'm sure he is on principle. Um, <laughs> but the, the cool thing about that shirt was like, yeah, that Russian app that stole all your, your data, which yeah. is basically like the Russian version of every American app that steals your data. Mm. Um, it was the one that, that made you look old. One of the features that no one ever used was the smiley face. And you could put a smiley face on anything. And so I put it on an illustration of the Unabomber, and guess what? It stuck. <laughs> so I used, so I did everything that the Unabomber was against to make that t-shirt cool. And I used the Seattle Seahawks colors, because why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's a tech town. Why not? <laughs> your, your, second, your second release should be their away jerseys. Well, so, ooh. Um, mm. Well, we did the second release, which was the... Uh, the, the robot fucking the crab. Yeah. My wife's a nice lady. She's <laughs> very uh, tall on Tall. She is, man. She is. It's it's well, okay, so we did stand up last night yeah. at um we, it's we're not saying Parker's, but at, at the duck in. Yeah. Uh, myself and Jake we kind of hosted it, which was very cool. Thank you very much for, for coming out and doing it. Yeah, that. that was good fun. Um I don't think I'm ever gonna prep. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> which would, which is why you die first in the apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have a can of beans. <laughs> he went, he went straight to eating his children. He went straight to person veal. <laughs> Turns out it was a false alarm. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and that's how your kids. Uh, that's how we solve the problem: kids screaming in the middle of the night. Uh, <laughs> we, don't, so we, we don't have to worry about the terrible teens. <laughs> So, um, with the duck, 
Hosted by Matt Plant. Well, hosted by us. Hosted by us, uh, put together by Matt Plant. Yeah. It was it was nice to not be the guy that's responsible for the putting together the comedy show. Like that was yeah. I wasn't the one getting the phone calls like twenty minutes before the show starts with oh I can't do it. <laughs> um <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, it was like we, we had fun, conversations were had. Um I don't know where we're oh yeah, telling jokes about having sex with my wife <laughs> in front of my wife. In front of her friends. Yeah. <laughs> which which is cool. Cause, well, so next month our baby is due, and uh, my in-laws are coming up, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to set up another comedy thing while they're here. <laughs> Just in case they're wondering how a baby was made. Yeah. yeah, let me tell you all about that. Um, your grandchild was made on some laundry in the closet after I got home from selling weed. Doing my podcast. Doing my podcast. <laughs> Uh, like a responsible, like a responsible grown-up. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm excited to tell jokes and like, I don't know what I would tell in front of her dad because I'm not. I don't think he could still beat my ass, but definitely young Peter could fuck me up. Yeah, like young Peter would beat the dog shit out of me. I accept that now, but Peter is a 65 year old man. I'm pretty sure I could take him. If not, like I, I could. I, I definitely think I've got him on speed. I, like, the last yeah. thing to go is strength. I just have to hit him in the head with a chair or something real quick. Like, if, you got you to gotta get ugly. You got to get brutal real, real quick. Because if you're fighting someone bigger than you and the last thing to go is strength, A, you got you to gotta, you know, get them with a surprise. It's got to be a surprise attack. And you got to be brutal off, off, the, off the rip. Like, as soon as the door it's opens. It's like prison. Yeah, you just got to fucking stab them to death. Yeah, just put, a, just put, like, a little locker in a sock. And just get busy with it. Yeah. Um, I would do that right once. Once right when he gets off the plane, bar of soap wrapped in a towel. <laughs> yeah, just set the standard. He doesn't even know the comedy show's happening yet, but at least this way you've established the groundwork that like you're just you're not going to tolerate. To bring him to the duck or bring him to Parker's <laughs> and just beat the beat him to death. <laughs> right now, tell jokes about your daughter. <laughs> I had to kill him because I didn't want him to get mad. <laughs> yeah, because that's how it works. By the way, he listens to this. <laughs> so maybe I'm giving him a little bit of heads up. It's, yeah. And he's a crafty dude. Like, he, he makes stuff. He's going to give you the wrong flight number. Mm-hmm. You're going to be there waiting. He's going to sneak up. He'd already arrived an hour earlier. Oh, God. Yeah, he's planned it out. He's sneaking up behind you. He's watched enough YouTube videos about the Anchorage airport where he's like, he knows where he's going to wait for me uh, as I come through the parking lot. Oh, he rented a storage unit, like one of those gigantic like drive-in storage units to recreate the layout. He's probably walked it a thousand times. Probably. I mean, he's probably rented a spot up here, like uh, uh, Schwarzenegger's uh, little cabin in Commando where he's got the room full of like every weapon ever. <laughs> He's, he's got that ready for himself, and he's ready for me to, like, hang out and wait for him, and then he's just going to ice me in the airport <laughs> because we've already laid out the plan. I was, he's like, oh, you're going to take me to comedy while I'm up there. All right, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> and then that's how he kills me. Well, I've got, there's the quick death, but I think the irony of using a, a bar of soap and a sock is <laughs> just hanging on his wall. Oh, God, all the yeah. other weapons. <laughs> <laughs> It's, gonna, it's like right right next to the machete and the shotgun. And that's how my father-in-law kills me. Yeah. In my home. Or in the airport, whatever. Yeah. It's the only two ways it goes. Probably on your way out today. Jesus. He's crafty. He's yeah. so far ahead of you. 
He's a smart guy. Yeah. Oh, Peter. 65 years experience. 65 years of, like, killing stuff from a distance. <laughs> He's gonna fucking shank me. He's got, like, a weird javelin. He's got a javelin rocket. He's gonna, <laughs> gonna really take care. Like, he's, he'll, he'll be posted up on, like, on the, like, the, one of the sides of the hills in Turnigan Arm <laughs> with, with a rocket launcher. And he's got my little piece of shit, uh, Toyota Highlander picked out. Like, he knows he can hear it from, like, 10 miles away, popping through Girdwood. Pop, 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 pop. Oh, he's coming to get me in the piece of shit, too? <laughs> oh, fuck, no respect. And then that's how he blows me up. And then it'll be weird because, like, it'll be up on uh, KTUU or, mm-hmm. or or any of the uh, local news sources. Um, you know, man dies by rocket <coughs> yeah. on turning an arm. I'll be that guy. <laughs> Host of unpopular podcast. Which, is, <laughs> which, by the way, all the old episodes go straight to the oh, top yeah. of, of the, uh, uh, the, the charts on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, because... <laughs> I'd be, I'd basically be like Tupac at that point. Like yeah. he, was, he, was, he was the greatest that ever did it. We he, just didn't know how great he was. He was done. so far ahead of his time. <coughs> so far ahead of his time. Yeah. By the way, um, you were talking about early, uh, like on an earlier podcast, reviews of reviews. Yes. A breakdown of a breakdown. Prim's Hood Cinema might be the greatest review show of all time. This dude, Prim reviews hood movies and he remo- reviews movies like Juice and he reviews movies like Menace to Society and all this shit will be in the, the links in the description yeah. but it's easily the funniest review show I've I've ever watched it's just it's just fucking funny so if you're at home if you're near a computer Prim's Hood Cinema that's where I go way better way better than Siskel or Ebert or the two of them combined and Roper tell them Bill and Jake sent you yeah yeah, he doesn't know it. But if he gives us a shout-out, that'd be real cool. Yeah. Yeah? If he doesn't, it's kind of a dick move. Kind of a dick. Yeah. Kind of a dick. Prim might be a dick. We have no idea. Um, but yeah, he did a real... He, he points out some very interesting uh, observations that I didn't certainly didn't pick up the first yeah. time. Um, did you ever watch the 50-cent masterpiece Get Richard Die Trying? No. So, in this film, which was filmed in 2004-2005... Um, 50 cent, it's, it's mid-90s, right? So like, or mid-2000s, so everybody's wearing really baggy clothes. Like yeah. they're swimming in their clothes. But his beard changes like three times in the same scene. <laughs> like, he goes from having one of like a weird kind of like Hitler stashy thing yeah. to almost like a like a Zorro stash, all in the same scene. Like his, his, his the beard hair grows and, and gets groomed intermittently throughout the day. But I guess if you're 50 cent and you've got a hundred million dollars, why wouldn't it? Yeah. You can like, you can get cool hair implants. Well, you know, and also, I mean, I think there's a certain level in which you can just yeah. bypass continuity. Oh yeah. He's okay. This is, this is the part of, this is the part of the show where Bill just runs off. Seems to be, seems to be a segment we do. It's <laughs> the Jake and Jake show now. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I, we'll roll back to the comedy show. You went. You got to be an observer. What did you think? I enjoyed it. I was actually I was very impressed by um, our local talent. I mean, Kenai, Alaska. Who knew? There was the. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I was impressed. I, I think uh, 
what Fred Kosky did 30, 45 minutes, which was, I mean, and it wasn't like a dragging 30, 45 minutes or whatever. I mean, it was sharp you yeah. know, on it. So, I mean, just, just to get that, like, to be, like, here in the middle of, like, you know, um, like the last frontier, um, uh, it, it was interesting to see that kind of talent. So, bit about Fred. Fred, like Fred said, he's been doing this since '98. Yeah, he's had the opportunity to to build and have interactions with uh, with some of the greats. Like if you talk to him about comedy, he'll he'll tell you you know like who he's met and who he's worked with, and and he's been around for a while mm-hmm. um, in the lower 48 and up here. So, when you've been doing comedy for over 20 years, you kind of know what works. You know what your stuff works. It's like being able to. Um, it's like playing guitar, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you've been playing guitar steadily for 20 years, um, even when you're rusty, you're, you're better than most, right? Yeah. You're still able to just break it out and, and finger fuck the shit out of those strings. And what you're doing with, when you see Fred Kosky is you're seeing a guy who's really tuned in those songs. Like he knows what he's singing. He knows where the, where the right notes are. Um, and he just does it very well. Like, most of most of us who are at the point where we're at in comedy, we have notes. Like, and this is these are the things that we say, and this is kind of how we present it. We just try to we're trying to get the words out. Mm-hmm. But with someone like Fred, he's just mastered the mannerisms, he's oh, mastered yeah. the timing, and and when they hit, they hit. Mm-hmm. Like because that's what they're supposed to do. Um, versus you know like, and it's it's not fair to like to to say anything bad about it. Um, you know, someone like John LaPlante who found out 20 minutes before that he was doing comedy. Yeah. So now he's got to go through his notes of stuff that, that works and, and try and figure out what works and what doesn't right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've seen LaPlante, LaPlante's fucking funny. Yeah. Um, but if LaPlante with 20 minutes is LaPlante with 20 minutes to prep. That's like, it's like telling someone that they're going to be singing songs uh, in front of people, but they haven't finished the songs. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not, I got like... I got a couple of verses I could sing and kind of a hook. I can go, ooh, ah, wah. <laughs> yeah, I can do my, my Eddie Vedder thing when I get confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, um, yeah, it was, uh. Brandon Miller, though. I think Brandon Miller should always go first. Um, unless he's the headliner, he should go first because I have, I want to. I want to tell hooker jokes. I know. Um, but you don't get to tell hooker jokes until the very first person tells hooker jokes. And <laughs> and I, I feel like... And if if you, actually a statute. <laughs> if you, you put Brandon Miller out there, A, it means everyone has to go after that, which means you better be fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but more than that, it sort of sets the tone. Like yeah. any, you can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can say whatever and do whatever you want. But when, cause I'm, I'm a big rules guy, man. Like yeah. you, you tell me not to do something. I probably won't do it. Um, well, I like how they led with keep it PG guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is stupid. Cause you're in a bar. Um, yeah. like I, if the goal, if you're, if you're single, uh, and I can only speak for single dudes cause I've never been a single lady, regardless of what I, I might have learned from the Queen Latifah show from the 1990s yeah. living single. Um, I, uh, sorry, I just got the rest of that, that, that song. 90s can glad I cut my girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. 
Which I, I kind of like to hear Eddie Vedder sing the uh, little yeah, single yeah. thing. And I just kind of world, I'm glad I got my girls. See? Yeah. Yeah, if I get it works. Yeah. <laughs> and that brings us to downloadable content <laughs> for TV shows. We, we <laughs> <laughs> All roads lead back to... to Eddie Vedder um, to downloadable content movies yeah why not um, anyway though where were we? I don't even remember where. Siri where were we comedy show uh, comedy show yeah so Brandon um, Start yeah if you have Brandon Start then like really anything goes like you know anything goes but but going back to being a single guy at the bar right that's yeah. where, where we were before living single um, the goal is to go home with somebody, right? Yeah. You're not there with a family. Like, this isn't folks who are eating dinner with their kids and they don't want to hear about eating assholes. If you're a single guy at the bar, um, you should be, your, your goal should be on licking the ass or getting some booty, like having, yeah. having some sex. And if you're a woman at the bar and you like having your butthole licked, you should probably make that the goal for the evening to get someone to lick your butthole. Someone you would want to lick your butthole. Yeah, you have your pick of the place usually. Yeah. Um, So Unless you're a little chunky. I mean, even then, like, depending on where you are, um, was it, was it Rogan said it's, uh, it's not the, the coolest, uh, ride at, uh, at the, the fair, but it's got no line. (laughs) Um, so then there's that man. Um, but, but Brandon's fucking golden. Brandon's shit was perfect. Everything about, everything about his set. And he only did like 10 minutes, but that 10 minutes was fucking awesome. It was solid. It was absolutely solid. And, and, and like, I, I, I've been that guy, like, oh, you're such a nice guy. Yeah. And so you, you are able to identify with that. (laughs) Um, but then when he was able to, and I don't want to give away his bits, but like his not dying. Yeah. It's a great story because I know a lot of folks can't identify with that story. Most of America can probably not identify with that story, but a lot of us can. And and you laugh hard enough at that um, because it's true, whether or not you can identify with that. I can't necessarily identify with everything Dave Chappelle ever said, but, but I appreciate the fucking humor and mm-hmm. I appreciate that it exists. So whether or not you've ever put, been in those situations that, that Brandon has, has put himself in or able to have those conversations, you can appreciate that those conversations have to happen. And one thing I, I really loved about, um, about his set, um, and it's some guys can do it, some guys can't, but you know, there's, there's, the, there's the one-liner guys, um, which I, I think, I mean, more often than not, I tend to fall into the one-liner category. But um, then there's the people that tell the long joke. Like, there's a premise that's set very early in the set. And then there's all of, like, the jokes and whatnot coming up in between. And then there's the gigantic punchline at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, that is my favorite um, of what I would, I would call the art form of comedy. Is the people that, like, they've set, they've set you up in the beginning with something that you don't realize is going to come back. And just kick them right in the balls. Um, but in the funny way. Um, which I was going to say about your 65-year-old... Father-in-law, I think with age, like the balls get less sensitive. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go with the, the ball kick. Straight headshot. Yeah, I'm going. So I'm going you, straight you, for the dome. Yeah, it's, there's no. You I'm can't, not, there's no ball kick and run. Like what am I going to do? Like rupture a testicle? He's not, you know, making babies anymore. It's not like. Not that you good. know of. Not that I know of. I mean, he could be totally out there fucking <laughs> knocking up all kinds. I'm sure Mrs. 
Mrs. Peter would be pretty upset by that, but I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah. Maybe maybe Mrs. Peter is with child as well. I don't know. <laughs> but no, the, <laughs> things happen. Water edge. Yeah. But no, the uh, yeah, the, the, the setup, the, the long joke is what I call it. That's just where like there's there's a premise that's set up very early on in the set. You've forgotten about it because you've laughed so hard at so many different things in between. And then in the end, and Dave Chappelle is wonderful at this as well. Kicked her in the pussy. (laughs) I'm so good, I'll tell you the punchline now, and then I'll tell you the joke, and you'll still laugh. I kicked her in the pussy. Yeah. Yeah. I love Dave Chappelle. He might be the greatest. He might be the GOAT. You know what, like... He's definitely the best doing it right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and if you can think of anyone else, listeners, let me know. I, I, I'd love to hear George, who you think. George Burns' cat was pretty good. Yeah. George Burns, Carlin, I mean, the, the Georges were great. Yeah. You have uh, you have over 100 years of stand-up that you can go back and, oh, and yeah. find um, yeah. as an art form, whether it's a vaudevillian, a vaudevillian host, vaudevillian host, whatever, yeah. a vaudeville host or— Bob. What was Bob's last name? I can't remember Bob. Bob Newhart? No, he did all the, uh, did all like the, the overseas, uh, Bob Hope. Bob Hope, yeah. Yeah. Um, these are, and, and these are great comedians, but if you're able to, if you're touching on social, social situations, right? Are you even allowed to say Bill Cosby at this point? I think you can. I mean, like the great comedian, terrible person. Uh, terrible for terrible on a date for certain. <laughs> like if you're if you're a pretty woman, stay away from Bill Cosby uh, for certain. Um, yeah, old 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 Bill. Um, it's it's I don't know, man. You can talk about Bill, but then you get you know you mentioned we mentioned earlier off off air um, Seinfeld, but you also have. Um, I mean, just a laundry list of very, very good comedians, and then comedians who aren't as good as those people. Um, Chris Rock, whatever you want to say about him, I think Dave Chappelle's funnier. Yeah, um, yeah. I think yeah, that yeah. Chris Rock definitely the, the you know like bring the pain, uh, bigger and blacker. Um, great, great albums, um, and, and the fact that he worked with with guys like Prince Paul on those records who, from uh, De La Soul and. and we, I think we had this conversation before. It turns out it wasn't the Gorillas that he was on. It was Dan the Automator that produced oh. the Gorillas. However, he was he was a, in a group with Dan the Automator uh, called Handsome Boy Modeling School. Hmm. Um, and he believe Prince Paul has a, a group with his son called Negroes on Ice. Dave Chappelle, Chappelle versus Eddie Murphy. Holy that's shit! That's tough. Uh, that's... I'm literally sitting here having that battle in my head. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any Dave Chappelle socks, but I've never seen Dave Chappelle socks. I've got Eddie Murphy socks, but that's because I saw Eddie Murphy socks. Um, <laughs> so, man, that's a that's a really tough one. Um, but I think that that a more act because there are two different types of comedians. Like mm-hmm. if, if you look at the kind of things that they say and the way they present it, it if you're going to make a comparison of Eddie Murphy to someone who's doing stand-up now would probably be Kevin Hart. Um, because those those Kevin Hart releases are they're fucking released to theaters. His stand-up specials get released to theaters. Dave Chappelle's stand-up specials go to Netflix because mm-hmm. that's the deal they have. Um, by the way, Dave Chappelle, new, uh, new special. I believe it's on YouTube. I watched it on Instagram, 27 minutes long. Um, 
recorded on June 6th. So it's, so it's, it's new, it's released, it's, it's pretty, Fresh. it's pretty rough. It's a very, it's, it's Dave Chappelle reading out of, out of his joke book, trying to get his stories out. And it's very good. Mm-hmm. Not just as a, like a, for what it is, but it, it means a lot more because of the way that it, it came out. Like some, some records don't need to be refined. Like we talked, we comparing stand up to music. Like if you just spent a whole lot of time, uh, recording and mixing and mastering the first Wu-Tang Clan record, it probably would not have been as good. Uh, same thing with, with um, you know, I would say the, the early Pearl Jam records, but those were definitely mixed very, very well. But maybe the first Nirvana records, where it's just Butch Vig and three guys in a box. Yeah. Um, where it's just people making noise. Uh, or Don't dare change those strings. Or uh, fucking even better, the Evil Empire recording mm-hmm. uh, from Rage Against the Machine that was recorded in their in their practice room uh, because when they tried to record it in the studio, it just didn't come out as right. This podcast in twenty years. This podcast in twenty years when this is the most popular podcast in the universe. After your untimely after my untimely death, <laughs> getting blown up by a rocket out of nowhere. <laughs> He never existed. Never existed. I'm just, you know, I'm the missing link of podcasting, I guess. But you're welcome. Yeah. Um, but Chappelle, if you're going to compare Chappelle to someone from 20 years ago, I think the, the the comparison then becomes George Carlin. Yeah. The same way that 20 years before Carlin, it's Carlin versus Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Um, there are these, there are comedians who are the sort of natural extension of what was there before them, right? And whoever comes after Dave Chappelle is going to be a fucking murderer. And I'd be excited to see whoever that is. But but that's who I think that you may, you have to make the comparisons to. Um, you know, like, if you're comparing Eddie Murphy to, to Dave Chappelle, then, I, then if I'm honest, I think we were only comparing them because they're both black and incredibly successful. But if you're comparing... Well, that's them, absolutely why we're comparing. Okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> then I guess it doesn't work if you compare him to George Carlin. Um, but if you compare, like, comedians to who came before them, I mean, you know, like, it's like saying Joe Rogan would be Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. In, in that sort of weird kind of stoner, um, like, uh, what was it? What do you say about uh, Unicorn? to get pro- cut properly. Yeah. Um, I guess. So, yeah, I have you ever seen the uncut Mitch Hedberg special? No. Like, the uncut version of it. It's uh, It's painful. Um, the the cut and the edited and I was I was a huge fan of Mitch. Um, still, Koski man, really? Yeah, Koski's got a Mitch Hedberg story. None of us, except for maybe you, maybe you. Certainly not me. I don't really have a good Mitch Hedberg story. <laughs> YouTube might have great Mitch Hedberg stories. I don't, but but Koski has a Hedberg story. Interesting. So yeah, the uh, if you watch his if you watch his his stand up special in the uncut version, um, his. Timing is very poor. Um, the crowd isn't particularly too responsive, and he's he's essentially bombing. Um, but once it was edited and cut in a very specific kind of manner, it's freaking hilarious. So I, it, was, it was just kind of interesting how um, timing becomes so important. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a very awkward it was a very awkward set uh, when seen like in real time, but once clipped and cut and made it seem like he's just like you know one off another off another off um, rapid fire it, it becomes hilarious I saw a Hedberg uh, not live it was a, it was at a Just for Laughs special mm-hmm. and um, 
it was just him doing like 15 minutes and it was it was fucking solid when uh, when an escalator breaks it becomes stairs <laughs> not a lie 100 yeah. percent truthful um, and um, and then maybe maybe Joe Rogan isn't the appropriate uh, person to, to compare Hedberg to but I don't know who you would compare Carl or uh, 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 Joe Rogan too, and I don't know who. I mean, I guess Chappelle is the the updated, uh, not the ancestor, but but he's what came after the 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 George Carlin mm-hmm. Richard Pryor seed. Like like that seed was planted, and then you got a kid who's been doing stand up since he was fifteen, killing everybody. Yeah. Um, I don't think that comedy looks the way it does without um, guys like Dave Chappelle. Even previous to the Chappelle mm-hmm. show, uh, shit, just half baked, um, or uh, or a chew. And uh, <laughs> was he a chew? Who was he in uh, um, Men in Tights? There was a chew and a sneeze. Yeah, we have yeah. a guy for this. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but but Chappelle's been a, a guy that's been doing it for like yeah. thirty years, and he's still still young at heart. He's still great energy, like, and just fucking smart. I mean, I, I think he, I, you definitely have to throw Carlin in the the conversation of goat. But on the same token, it's like I don't. I mean, Carlin was. I mean, you definitely. He was an innovator, and there's, uh, you know, and I think people have a huge emotional attachment to him, you know, because he's a legend. Uh, but was like, you know, when you throw him against, um, I mean, longevity for sure on Carlin, but when you throw him against like the Chappelles and the Murphys, and I, I don't know if I want to bring Seinfeld into it. I mean, there's, you can argue Jerry, but I don't. And, Jerry was never particularly, like, he was funny, but he, he was never, like, I was never, like, rolling on the floor laughing at a Seinfeld um, bit, you know. Uh, I think with, with Carlin, you have, you have premise, right? Like, mm-hmm. his, his, he was great at the premise. Mm-hmm. He was great at setting up these sort of counterculture ideas and making it okay to feel like you were getting fucked with. Like mainstream America, he was the mainstream America's guy, especially in the the you know late eighties into the the nineties, letting us know like you're getting fucked with, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know words you can't say on television. I guess he was always like that, or spent a long time trying to be one kind of comedian when he was in his heart trying to be the comedian that he felt he needed to be in his heart. I, I've seen Carlin uh, before he passed away. I saw him live, and he had his he had his joke book, he had his notebook out. He had just gotten out of rehab. Um, you know, I think it was his last time in rehab. He was a rehabby guy. Yeah. Um, but and it's okay to go to rehab multiple times. Do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. I should have sent uh, old Amy Winehouse in there into rehab one more time. Well, they <laughs> tried to make her go. She said no, no, no. <laughs> she also she also wore uh, fuck me pumps, which I would I would like to give a solid shout out to the Alaskan equivalent of the fuck me pumps: yoga pants and extra tufts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I think there, there's a weird moment in time when you've been here in Alaska long enough to where, like, you find yourself checking out the extra tufts. Like, that look becomes acceptable to you. It's just like, gosh, she's fucking hot. I like how she folds them down. I can see the little fish on them. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, when I first moved up here, um, I have... Uh, I, I had bet this... her socks don't get wet. <laughs> 
She knows what's up. Like a French court scene, the ankle. Scandalous. <laughs> I had a neighbor when I first moved up here, uh, prior Marine, Andy, bless his heart. He came over to the house to see me just to check on me when I first moved up here. Doing real, real cool buddy shit, but he was wearing... Uh, sweatpants and extra tufts and he was going to see his girlfriend and he was confident that he was going to have sex <laughs> and you can do that in Alaska like yeah, that's yeah. that's you can wear sweatpants and extra tufts on a date and 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 still be reasonably confident that, that you're going to get some booty you can't do that anywhere else no she's like god she looks hot in those snow pants <laughs> <laughs> look at that booty <laughs> she looks great in those car hearts yeah <laughs> She looks like the world's hottest train conductor. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, it's exclusively an Alaska thing, and probably Greenland. I, I, you know what? Maybe if you like, if you if you like really work on the water in Washington, you know, like if you, <laughs> you you gotta if you've got a bed and breakfast on San Jose Island, you probably rock some extra tufts, and and your wife probably rocks extra tufts and yoga pants. Bless her heart. Yeah, bless her heart. Although the really cool thing is. Um, and this is, and this is, comes from, from being part of like the iron asylum culture is there were women who go on dates there and that were on dates, uh, from iron asylum who were in yoga pants or, 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 or leggings, gym leggings. Yes. And you can wear that on a date and, and it's totally acceptable here. Can we, is there any way, ladies, can you bring back the, um, cause all the ladies that are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> My mother-in-law, maybe. <laughs> yeah. can, can we bring back like the the old like aerobics, like tight jumpsuit, sweatband? Fuck yeah! Rainbow socks look. Oh, that'd be rad. Yeah. Why couldn't we? Yeah. Why why do we have to wait till eighties night? I know, like it's, it's stupid. It's been long enough that it should roll back. It's why didn't that ever become cool again? Yeah, it, was, it was just the forgotten because people quit exercising. Yeah. They did. They, well, they stopped. Wristbands. I think they stopped doing it at home like they used to. And yeah. It's like, no, I, I realize that I put in more effort if there are 60 other people around me that are you faking the judged. effort. <laughs> yeah, I need to be judged in order for me to work out to my full, uh, my full uh, yeah. thingamajigger. Did they even have, like, I remember, I remember early mornings, like, coming out and my mom's, like, has her, like, little beach towel out in front of the TV and doing, like, leg lifts or some sort of weird thing while... That shit was like the weird first porn for me, because like you'd see the boobs yeah. bouncing and but they were held down. Between that and the Sears catalog, JC Penny for me. Like yeah. I was a JC Penny kid, but yeah, you go through like the lingerie and yeah. you're like trying to find a nipple on a on a picture that's like two by two. You're like, oh shit, I can kind of see the outline of an areola. <laughs> <laughs> Shining your flashlight on it, like, so it's gonna help. Kids are never gonna like; they're never gonna have to deal with that shit unless we lose the internet, and that's a distinct possibility. They might they might shut it down and go back to like catalogs. Um, How are kids gonna learn about sex? Oh, not from their Baby parents. <laughs> <laughs> Catholic school. <laughs> no, but you mentioned you mentioned Carlin and the the, the political nature of Carlin and uh, how interesting. I mean, it's it's a shame he's not around now in these times. I mean, we have, like, gigantic, like, riots all over the world now on the backdrop of COVID-19. So, on the flip side of that, we've got, and, and Chappelle and his, I, I recommend that you guys watch it. It's called 846. Yeah. Is the special. It's on his Instagram page. Um, I'm sure it's on YouTube, and it's not on Netflix, so it's it's free. Like, it's out there to give away. Mm-hmm. Um 
He doesn't really touch on the COVID. Yeah. Um, but he does kind of touch on the riots. And I think that if there's anyone to speak on the riots a week after the, the riots, um, you know, or as they're still going on in uh, Seattle with, with Chaz, which I don't know. It's got to be weird to be Sonny and Cher's kid because you're sharing a name with, uh, with an autonomous community inside of <laughs> one of the most expensive places to live in Seattle. Uh, whatever. You know, like, you're, you're Chaz Bono. You're like, oh, let's see what they're saying about me on Google today. Holy shit. <laughs> and if Chaz Bono shows up because, you know, he is, he is the, the transgender son of, of Sonny and Cher, does, does he get to be the warlord? <laughs> like, if Chaz Bono lands in Seattle, there's no justice in the world. Fucking none, zero, zero. It's bullshit. That's how you know the world's not fair. Peter Griffin was was the leader of Pretoria. Chaz should be the leader of Chaz. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find any argument. No, no. It seems completely reasonable that the the, the child of Cher should be running this bitch. <laughs> well, her ex-husband was a what mayor? Or like he was a governor? congressman. I think he made it all the way to congressman. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, it, 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 all things being equal, I'm pretty stoked about what happens next. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Have you tried the pina colada yet? Ladies and gentlemen, that is Ryan, the master of R&D. Oh, you're on the thing? I'm on the thing. I didn't know. Yeah. Sorry. It's all good. Welcome pina colada to you. Yeah. So, it's, um, well, I'm glad you're here, by the way. We can ask kind of hash eight questions. Um... So, how often do you find yourself as uh, as the creator of such things, uh, just making new shit and expanding on the idea? In my head, all the time, literally just like trying to. I mean, you're always trying to come up with the next best greatest thing because you can't just make one thing and then stop and be like, "Yeah, this is the greatest ever." Like, I just no way stop. That yeah. It's like a, like a musician who makes a really one really good album and then just fucking quits. Sugar Man. Sugar <laughs> Man. Um, you know, I, how many musicians, though, have, have created just a... I'm, I'm, Counting Crows comes to mind. August and Everything After. An absolutely amazing album. Everything after that, though, absolute shit. So, my message is different than Bill's, boys and girls. My message is... Uh, oh, that's good. If you, if you create something great, just stop. Quit while you're ahead. <laughs> 